Hello, Rasa. Hello, Father. Are you ready to know everything? Yeah! Let's do it then. Today, I want to talk to you about something called the cycle of oppression. I know you know what a cycle is. It's something that goes around in a circle over and over and over again. But do you know what oppression means? Sort of. I know what depression means. And I think I have an inkling. Does oppression mean like trying to like stop something? Trying to like. Great. Really good. Oppression means to hold back, to hold down, to oppress. So a cycle of oppression is when an entire group of people is put down or attacked over and over and over. Oof. It's not fair at all, but to fix the system, to interrupt the cycle, to stop it and make things better, we first have to understand how the problem gets started and continues to grow in the first place. The theory behind the cycle is that we're all born good. We're innocent. We're curious. We want to connect with others. How then do we get oppression? Well, there are four stages. The first stage is misinformation. As we grow up, we all learn wrong things about various groups. We get this from family, friends, books, TV, our community, and the culture at large. These messages tell us things like young people are this way, old people are that way, native people are this way, black people are that way, women are like this, men are like that, people in the country are this way, people in the cities are that way, and so on and so forth. We learn better as we grow up often, but what we've heard over and over and over is going to stay stuck in our head. The second stage is mistreatment. That's when people act on the misinformation. Mistreatment can be unfair rumors or gossip. It can be making fun of people. It can be telling them they can't have certain jobs or go to certain schools or live in certain places. And if people go way too far in believing wrong things, they can even attack others. We've seen that, haven't we? Yeah. The third stage is institutionalization. Now, institutionalization is a big word, but that's when a mistreatment becomes so normal that it becomes part of the shared institutions in our society. It's built into the laws we have, how our businesses work, and what schools teach. The fourth stage is internalization. That's when there's so much misinformation and mistreatment and it's built into the very institutions we all rely on, that the groups that are targeted begin to believe the negative messages about themselves. And people not in those groups start believing that they are better than others. So the whole cycle repeats. More misinformation, more mistreatment, more institutionalization, and more internalized oppression until people notice what's happening and take action to stop it. Misinformation leads to mistreatment, leads to institutionalized oppression, leads to internalized oppression, and back to misinformation again. That's the cycle of oppression. Do you understand? Yeah. So I want to step through it with a specific example so you'll see what I mean. 
Sometimes people are put down because they're women. That's called sexism. Sometimes it's because of the color of their skin. That's called racism. When people are put down because they're older, it's called ageism. And when people are put down because they're younger, it's called adultism. Wait, how come people being put down when they're younger is called adultism? It's a way of saying only adults are worth listening to. So I'm glad you picked that one out because let's look at how the cycle of oppression works for kids with adultism. What is misinformation often spread about young people? Um, What's the messages we get from TV, books, and people at large sometimes? They're not smart. Kids are dumb. <laughs> what else? Um, kids are unreliable. Kids are impulsive. Mm-hmm. Kids aren't responsible. Kids are messy, which can... Which very well can sometimes be true. Not all of them, but some of them. I can be very messy sometimes, but so can adults. Yeah. What about responsible? Do we often get the... Kids can be responsible, but... Misinformation. A lot of people don't think that's true. So when you have that different misinformation about kids, what are some examples of mistreatment as a result of that? They won't let them do a lot of things. They revoke certain privileges that didn't need to be revoked. They tell them, you're dumb, you're messy, you're irresponsible, you're unreliable. Sure. They tell them you're dumb, you're messy, you're uh, unreliable. They say, you can't be in charge of this or that. They say, you can't host a podcast, you're just a kid. (laughs) Now, how does that mistreatment get institutionalized? How does it get built into our laws or education or our economy? Can kids vote? No, but that might be for the better sometimes. Because if a person running for president offers a five-year-old lollipops if they vote for them, the five-year-old's probably going to vote for them. Maybe. Or maybe that's a cycle of oppression at work. Maybe, but I would. If I was five, (laughs) I would. If I was five, I would. Okay. Well, what about 13? <laughs> what about being, you know, no, you're if not. If I was 13, I wouldn't. You're nine now. What are things that you feel. I wouldn't be able. So you're I nine. let someone bribe me into. When do you think someone should be able to vote? I don't know. I mean, I personally know nine year olds who still accept lollipop as like a. I know 42 year olds that would probably do that too. <laughs> yeah. Well. What do you think? Do you think 18 is the right? I think think it could be a little bit younger. I think maybe 14 or 15 would be a, maybe even 13. Now, how are schools set up? Who decides what gets taught in school? Um, I don't know. Not the kids, right? Oh, definitely not. So who decides what the rules are on the playground? The adults. Who decides what the school lunches are? Um, the adults. Who decides when there's recess and what the rules are for that? The adults. So I'm not saying that adults shouldn't have any say, and maybe adults should have most of the say, but isn't it funny that this thing that you do all day that you know best, you have almost no input on how it actually works? Yeah, it is. And there's other aspects of our society. I see that young people, including 
people under the age of 18 are often the ones leading the charge and saying, we're the future. We want things to be different. Adults need to follow us, but they don't have a lot of the money and power and legal rights that adults have. Now, I'm not saying that parents shouldn't be able to be in charge of their kids in some ways. Parenting is not oppression necessarily. (laughs) And being adults and trying to take care of you guys isn't oppression either. But there's all these things that even you, who's a smart kid who sees things and looks at the world, had to pause. And when we went through those examples, it starts to get kind of weird, doesn't it? Yeah. And that's an example of step four. How does that all get internalized? What do young people start believing about themselves? They can't do anything. Yeah, that they're unreliable, that they're easily bribed, that they're ignorant, and all the other things you listed. And adults start thinking, well, at least I'm better than those dumb kids. Or they see a bunch of young people and they think that they're foolish and they don't respect them. Or they think, oh, those are just kids, you might say. You've heard that expression, haven't you? Oh, yes, I have. So to make things better, to stop the cycle, we have to challenge that misinformation. We have to stand up against that mistreatment. We have to change the rules of our institutions. And we have to help teach kids to be proud of who they are. The same thing is true of all forms of oppression. Some can be a lot heavier even than adultism. But if you feed any specific example you want into the cycle, you'll have a much better chance of seeing how it actually works, even if it's your own life and the lives of people you love. Then you can interrupt the cycle of oppression. You can take action to stop it. Now that sounds like a good plan. ready for today's poem. I am ready for today's poem. It's from Rain Stem and Gravel Cloud by Rob Schlegel. Bunch grass, backlit by afternoon sun, and our amplified shadows cast and crawling as we brace for the covey flush of Hungarian partridge, their rested wings receiving the quiver of our awkward steps. And are they counting down the quivers until liftoff, then lifting off? As if to the same invisible will, they are tethered, broadcasting over blonde grasses, bright, their browning bellies against the sun's autumn slant. Wow, that's a cool poem. Would you like to read it? Sure. It's from Rainstem and Gravel Cloud, and it's by Rob Schlegel. Bunch grass backlit by afternoon sun, and our amplified shadows cast and crawl it. As we brace for the covey flush of Hungarian partridge, the rested wings receiving the quiver of our awkward steps, are they counting down the quivers until lift off, then lifting off as if to the same invisible will? They are tethered, broadcasting over blonde grasses, bright, their browning bellies against the suns. Autumn slant. Mm, I love that language and I love that image. Lifting off as if to the same invisible will. They are tethered, broadcasting over blonde grasses bright, their browning bellies 
against the sun's autumn slant. Can you hear all those B words and those T words and those S words? They are tethered, broadcasting over blonde grasses bright. They're browning bellies against the sun's autumn slant. Wow. It's just so picturesque, poetic, descriptive, all of those things. Have you ever gone on a walk on a crisp autumn day and seen a line of birds, maybe even partridges, flush up and fly away in the tall grass as you walk by? Yeah. Do you have a situation where you surprise an animal and then the animal surprises you? Mm-hmm. One time I was sitting reading in a chair and I looked up and a deer was like a foot from my face. Better to do that with a deer than with a bear, right? Yeah. It says they lift off as if to the same invisible will. Do you ever feel like in things you do with your friends that you're moving to the same invisible will, that you're all kind of shooting in one direction at once as a group, even though nobody taught you how to do it? Yes. If you're going to get ice cream, that can happen. Last segment of the show, do you have a vexing question for me? I do have a vexing question for you. How do you make a bike helmet? I mean, people are always saying you should ride with a bike helmet. It's safer, a lot better for you if you fall. But how do they make a bike helmet safe? What goes into making it? What's the design? What's the structure of a bike helmet? Wow. I've never thought of that, but I use one almost every day. I love it. I'm going to look into it, and I'll get back to you soon. Okay. I'm back, and I've got the answer to your vexing question. Okay, tell me the answer to my vexing question. A bike helmet has one big goal. Protect your head and brain. The best way to do that would be to cover it completely. But it has to be light and airy enough to be comfortable and not block your eyes, nose, and mouth so you can see and breathe. Modern helmets began in the 1970s. They had light but strong foam liners on the inside, and thin but hard plastic shelves on the outside, a little like a camping cooler for your brain. Both materials have evolved since then to allow lighter, airier helmets and have closer custom fitting to your head. Now, helmets can seem like any other piece of clothing, but try to be as gentle with your helmet as you would with your own head. That's because being thrown or dropped can give it teeny breaks that make it much less protective. If you get in an accident with your helmet, replace it immediately. Your brain deserves the best protection it can get. Hmm. Well, I do love my brain, so helmet, here I come. You Must Know Everything is produced by me, Jeremy Smith, and her, Rasa Smith, with awesome music by Furniture. Learn more and submit your own vexing questions at our website, youmustknoweverything.com and hear dozens of previous episodes for free. Subscribe via Apple Podcasts, Android, Spotify, or however you like to listen. Please rate, review, and share the show with friends. And please join us next time for everything you need to know.